fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. We are back, back and better than ever from a couple weeks on the road. And I am so lucky to have with me Allison Stahl. Allison, welcome to the show yeah. again. Thanks for having me. So uh, first things first, uh, you qualified for semifinals in both the Masters age group online qualifier and the elite individual um, semifinals. You are a ha- one of a handful of women in the sport who were able to do that. Yeah. Were you the only one in the East that did that? To my knowledge, yes. Now that I think about I, it, I, I knew there were so. several girls in the West. Um, I hate if I'm forgetting somebody, but I'm almost positive that I was, that I was the only one. So yeah, I tried to think through it all. I couldn't think of another person in the East. Now in the West, you had China, mm-hmm. you had China Cho, Jen Ryan, um, Chelsea Nicholas. Um, but in the West, in the East, I think you were the only one. I think so. Wow. I didn't even think about that. So maybe I was even the oldest one out there then now that I think about that. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think because uh, I was talking to Carolyn, Carolyn Prevo, and she was saying that I think you were the only one preventing her from being the oldest person oh. in the field. I know because she's what, 33, I think she was telling me, or I can't. Yeah, she's, 33. She's on her way there, but, but yeah, so there's a big difference between 35 and 33, though, I will say. I feel much different now than, than how I felt two years ago, so, but I think also having a kid does that to you, too, so, so yeah. So you have one, one toddler now that you just put down for bed. Yes. Well, my husband's doing it and, right now, but got him started, yeah. <laughs> So, and then leading up and leading up to these competitions, you learned that you have another one on the way. Yes. Mm -hmm. A little girl. So, so yes, we are stoked. (laughs) So I want to walk through the timeline because, you know, I I've had a daughter, my daughter's off, got her own job now, um, graduated from college, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But when you get pregnant, you don't want to announce it, right? There's those, those danger months where you don't want to, don't want to jinx anything or, or do anything disruptive or anything like that. And so you announced it just before semifinals that you were pregnant and that you were having a girl. Yes. So can you walk us back through the timeline of when you knew Mm -hmm. in comparison to like the opening quarters and semis and, um, and then we'll talk about the decision to compete. Yes. So I did not know I was pregnant when I competed in quarterfinals for individual. Um, and I'll be honest, as much as I thought that would be so cool to do semifinals on the elite level, the you know individual level, I don't know if I would have done quarterfinals if I knew that I was pregnant just to think about training for it and then competing there um, at 14 weeks pregnant, I, you know. I don't know if I would have 
but I did not know I was pregnant then. Um, but I was, I was very newly pregnant then. Um, and I will say during individual quarterfinals, something like felt a little off in me, but I honestly, as weird as this is, I know my body so well. And I thought it was just my cycle timing, uh, for my, my cycle. And, um, I know the very last workout, workout number five, it was very grip heavy grip fatigue. And my grip strength is definitely a weakness of mine, but it was the deadlifts with the, uh, it went from chest to bar into bar muscle ups into the nine rope climbs. I have never failed a rope climb in my life, a legs on rope climb, but I failed my last rope climb. Um, my grip fatigue was gone. Um, I mean, I had, I had a lot of grip, my grip strength was gone. Um, so something just fell off, but I just, you know, thought, you know, I wasn't sure. And then I found out very early on, um, a week after that. So it was actually the week in between, um, quarterfinals and then age group quarterfinals. So I found out right before quarterfinals and just because I am 35, um, unfortunately that's considered high risk, um, geriatric pregnancy, um, and I had some weird symptoms at first. So I contacted my doctor and I told her I had a positive pregnancy test, um, but I was having some weird symptoms that I was concerned about. And so she had blood work done and we did blood work throughout the week. And she was like, yeah, based on your blood work, you're about five weeks pregnant. So very new when I did master's quarterfinals, but I still was pregnant then. And um, I was just pleasantly surprised to make top 30 for it because I, I didn't feel like I was my my strongest self then, um, even only just at five weeks pregnant, but, um, but yeah, so I, I was, um, stoked to do masters semifinals, um, uh, which happened a few weeks before semifinals in Orlando. And, um, I went into that just knowing, Hey, top 10 was probably not something that was going to happen at that point. I was, I guess about 10 weeks pregnant, 10 weeks pregnant. Um, and I was, that was, a, that was a phase where I was extremely nauseous, extremely fatigued. Um, if I wasn't nauseous and I was just exhausted, like unexplainably tired. Um, but I was so thankful that I got to do master semifinals. Um, I ended up getting, I think six, the leaderboard was so weird. I'm not really sure where I've ended up. 16th. 16th. Okay. Um, so I, I am so proud of that. I think I'm more proud of that than I would have been even just qualifying for the games if I were not pregnant. Um, you know, just because I feel like I was able to give my full effort. Um, and I was just so proud of my effort for where I was kind of feeling, I guess. Um, and just to be, know that I was growing life, um, and getting to still compete at a high level was, was awesome for that. So, so while I was a little bummed because the ultimate goal this year was to go to the games as a master's athlete. Um, and I really started believing that in myself after Wadapalooza, um, that I did have a shot, um, to maybe go to the games. Um, I was a little bummed to like find out that I was pregnant, but at the same time, I mean, this was something that I prayed for, for such a long time to be a mom. And when I, um, cause we had a, such a hard time having our firstborn. And, um, and so to have another one is just such a dream come true. So I know God's timing is definitely way better than my timing. And, um, and now it just totally makes sense. Um, so I'm, I'm so thankful. So. So that was one of my big questions is, you know, not that, not that we're never, we never, you feel blessed that you have the ability to have a child. Yes. Right. But you also are in the sport that has very small windows, mm -hmm. right? Yes. <laughs> you want to compete. And when you get to age group, 
being the youngest in your age group means something, mm-hmm, right? Sure. Yeah. And, and, and you have had an off season where you've been highly competitive podium finishes um, and that you were setting yourself up for a good game season. Yes. So I don't want it to th- seem like this is something bad that's happened to you. Right. But is there part of you that, that wonders what if, a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. So I still, I will be honest. I'm not really struggling with that right now. Um, and I'm so thankful. There's some really great girls that made that 35 to 39 division that, um, one of them, I think, you know, is Colette who I think the world of Colette, um, we've, we've actually gotten pretty close this year. And another one's Amy Morton, who, um, I've gotten to compete with her and she's phenomenal. Um, and there's other, other women out there that are, um, doing it as well. There's a girl that's kind of local to me. She's not, she's a few hours from me. Um, Carolyn Klutz, if you know her. Um, and so even though I think she may just do it with her team, her team qualified last weekend in Orlando, but Anyways, there's some really great girls doing it, and I'm so happy for them. There's actually a boy from my gym in the 16 to 17 division who um, is going to the games for his second time now. His name's Caden Myers, and um, I got to do semifinals with him, and I felt like I at least kind of gave him some times to hopefully work off of, and just my encouragement being there with him that weekend, I hope, I'm happy to say I hopefully played a small part in him getting to go to the games. And um, so I'm, I'm so thankful for that, but if it could have been all about my timing and when I wanted this to happen, we were, I was shooting for like in the fall maybe to try and get pregnant again. Um, But like I said, it, you know, these God's timing is always so much, you know, better than ours and things are starting to like really make sense now. Like I'm, I would much rather have this, but I will say when I found out, um, I wasn't like sad by any means, but it was a very weird feeling because when I found out I was pregnant with Jackson back in 2020, I was ecstatic, like just couldn't believe this had, this had happened. And with this, it was kind of like, huh, you know, this was not really the timing that I wanted just because uh, you are right. This was the year that, you know, being so young in that 35 to 39 division, I was pumped to at least make a run for trying to go to the games. Um, so, so yeah. So, um, Rosie view photography, who was yeah. our photographer at, in Orlando mm-hmm. says, Hey, Allison. Oh, Hey Rosie. Um, and, and it says, and, and what's funny is her and I had a lot of conversations in Orlando about God's timing. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. About a lot of things, right? And and you have to you have to know that he knows best, right? Right. So yeah. again, not taking anything away from the amazing miracle that's happened and that you get to be a mom again. That's that's just totally awesome. Yes. So what discussions happened when you found out? Did you sit oh. down with your husband, your doctor? Like yes. What could you do moving forward? Yeah. So my husband, totally on board. Um, and he's been so supportive. He's the one that actually, I was even debating before I knew I was pregnant about doing individual quarterfinals because I was like, you know, masters is my focus. Should I even do this? Um, and he was like, Hey, you never know what's going to happen during masters quarters or masters semis. Jack's or Jackson could be like really sick. Something could happen. You know, as a parent, you just never know what's going to what life's going to throw at you. So he was like, you should just do it because what if you make Orlando, but maybe the game doesn't work out. And that's exactly what ended up happening. So, um, so he was on board with, with doing all of it. I will say I did wait until like the last day to accept my invite because I did go back and forth with, should I give this to somebody else who, you know, isn't pregnant, who can go out there and 
really crush it. I, I went to regionals in 2016 on a backfill invite. And so I, I know how that feels to be backfilled. And so I thought about that. I thought about, is it safe? Um, but my doctor is really cool. I used to actually coach her in CrossFit a few years back. And I think part of her does think I'm a little crazy. Um, and she's had to have talks with me like, Hey, I've seen some of your Instagram videos, you know, um, but she told me her exact words were, Hey, I trust you. And, um, and there's, there's nothing you can do that's going to hurt you, hurt your baby basically. And I think that's such like a stigma with pregnancy and CrossFit is like, people think, Oh my goodness. Like, you know, lifting that heavy weight or snatching even at this time, um, that's going to hurt your baby. And I totally see where they're coming from and, and accidents can happen. I will say we did the legless rope climbs. That will probably be the last rope climbs I do until I give birth. Like, there's no sense in me doing rope climbs anymore. Um, you know, but it just, you, you can do so much more than I think we give ourselves credit for when we're pregnant. And, um, and so my doctor had my full support. Um, the other person I had to talk to was my coach who, um, him and his wife are really good friends of, of ours. And he's been with me since 2016 as like a good friend, a coworker and as a coach. And, um, I felt like he's given up a lot of his time to help me and a handful of others from our gym who are competitive. So it's not just me, but I, I felt a little guilty, if that makes sense. I don't know. I just felt like, hey, this was our plan to go to the games this year. And he still gets to go because he coaches the boy I was telling you about that's going. Um, but I just felt kind of like I let him down a little bit. And I hate to even admit that. He probably would hate hearing that. But, um, you know, it just wasn't something that we were like, my husband and I were like planning for and tracking. It just kind of just kind of happened, I guess. So, uh, but he was super supportive of it, and he still coached me and judged me through uh, age group semis. He was there by my side in Orlando, um, so I'm I'm so thankful for him as well. So, so that that's one of the tough questions that I have for you, and that is, I actually had people say that they were upset that you were taking somebody else's spot. Yeah. I am not someone who feels that way, mm-hmm. like. You, these opportunities are limited in life and you earned that spot yeah. just like anybody else. And you, and I believe you have the right to take that. Had, had anybody reached out to you and made those comments to you directly? Actually, nobody had. Um, so, and, okay. and I hate to say that hurts to like hear that cause it doesn't hurt. Like it's fine. Um, but well, I, it, and it was not anybody that was a competitor of yours. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, it's just a, yeah. oh, and a, I get a that. person who's. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, so, and like, that was something I definitely struggled with, but at the same time, since I've had Jackson, um, it took me about a year after having him, I, I, I rehabbed after I had a C-section, I rehabbed, I, um, took it very slow, but steady coming back. And I didn't feel like I was myself until last summer, really. And then from then I definitely worked out about half as much as I used to, like I work out maybe on a good day, two hours a day. Um, and then I try to get like some stuff in my garage and if I can, but, um, all that to say, I used the time that I had and I worked my ass off for the past year. Um, and so I felt like that was honestly like my reward and I earned it. And it's pretty cool to say like, I was pregnant when I did quarterfinals. I didn't, I didn't know I was, and I still made it. 
And so I'm like, man, that's like, I feel like I worked so hard this past year. And so that was honestly still me getting to go and show how hard I had worked after having a baby. And um, even though it's still, I wish it could have gone better. And I do think if I wasn't pregnant, I would have done a little bit better than I did placement wise. Um, You know, I still, I worked so hard. And so I felt like it was great for me to at least get to go and experience that. It's also just being 35. And then next year, I, I don't give birth to, I'll give birth in November so I have a feeling when the open comes around, I'm not going to be back to a hundred percent. So I do think next season will probably be kind of a wash and just a rebuilding year for me. And so by the time, you know, I'm 37, I don't know. I don't really see myself making an elite semifinal again. So this probably was my last time um, getting to do that. And so now I can say I've done regionals. Um, you you never know. You never know. Um, but Jen Ryan. I Jen know, Ryan's in her forties. I know she's my hero. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, and that would be goals for me too. Um, because I will say, even though this has happened, and I people have told me, hey, two will change your life. Like two is going to be a little bit tougher than one. Um, I've also had people tell me, including Stacy Tovar, who now has two, two, you know, two boys, that like, hey, honestly, you can you can still do it with two. Um, Caitlin Van Zyl or Van Zyl, however you say her name has two kids, a five-year-old and a two-year-old. My friend Stevie Dellinger in North Carolina, her team, um, Grit House, they just qualified for the games. She has two little boys. Um, And it's like cool to see that. So I know it's still doable, Um, but it's also, it's lit a fire in me to like know, hey, when I, you know, give me a couple years, but I I do want to try to get back to being competitive in, in two years um, after this. And the fact that I didn't, I didn't get, to, get to go to the games this year, it kind of lights a fire even more in me for masters in two years to like now really want to make it a reality and just make that story even better. So, so yeah. And you never know every pregnancy goes differently, right? Oh gosh. So yes, for sure. This yeah. may not take as much time to recover. You may be able to work out more through it. Sure. You know, you just never know um, until you kind of go through each one individually yes um so you finished 16th in the masters and and i don't think i don't know if our listeners know how hard it is to advance in the masters divisions because you are judged on a worldwide scale instead of a north american scale and you have to finish top 30 to make semis in the world right crazy Not north america in the world mm-hmm. and so you did that pregnant Yes. You'd finish 16th in the world, really knowing you're pregnant. Right. Yes. That was tough. Yes. Yeah. So you've accomplished a lot. So let's, let's go to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Now you're in the elite division. You get to go out on that floor in front of all that crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, you've done regionals before. Right. Did it have the regionals feel to you? It did. It definitely did more than um, sanctionals. Um, you know, when I've done like Mayhem Classic or the Iceland competition or, you know, even Wadapalooza. Um, so yes, uh, um, it definitely reminded me of regionals 2016 because that was the last year that I did regionals. And, um, so that was cool. I mean, even just the branding of it, um, all of that was awesome. Um, I will say regionals did seem a little bit bigger. I did it in Atlanta. So I don't know if it was just the, like the bleachers and the stands they had set up versus Orlando, or maybe I'm just, I don't know, going crazy, but 
I do feel like there were definitely more people there. The only thing that was a little sad is at regionals, all the vendors were, I mean, it was, you had like Progenics, you had Reebok. Um, we even had like a cool athlete shirt that Reebok gave us. Um, I still have even like my Progenics shirt that I got that was like Atlantic regionals. Um, so I will say that was a little like bit of a bummer that there wasn't really the vendor situation. There weren't a whole lot of vendors. You would think there would be just being such a big deal. Um, so, but it was, it was great though. So. so I will say having been at all the North American semifinals for the past three years, mm-hmm. it's growing. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the vendors are growing. The crowds are growing. Everything's heading in the right direction. I think we just have to get there. Sure. And I will tell you, Pasadena was packed. Oh, good. Okay. It was sold out all weekend, um, standing room only. It was it was so loud in there. I had to like walk out just to like hear myself talk. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, it was crazy, but so I think we're heading in the right direction that way. Mm-hmm. I was bummed for the athletes. I talked to Carolyn Orlando. You got a two poo belt, and mm-hmm. you got like a rucksack if yeah. you got to keep it, which is nice. Yeah. So, so, so then we get into the events and your best event was the first event. Yes, I think so. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You finished 18th in, I call it the machines and sled drag. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it was all the different 3000 meter bike sled pool, 2000 meter run sled pool, thousand meter skier sled pool. Yes. Um, so how did you feel in that one and really doing pretty well? Top 20. Yeah, honestly, I did better than I thought I would. However, I will say if I was a hundred percent, as far as like how I was feeling, how my body was kind of feeling and responding, that would have been one that I would have came out and said, I'm, I'm selling my soul in this. And I, I feel like I can be even like top 10 or competitive with even the best Um, machines are just a strength of mine and something that I feel very confident in. And then any sort of grunt work. um, I mean, we don't do a whole lot of sled stuff at our gym um, anymore. We don't, we used to have a turf at our old building and we don't have any really place to do a lot of that. So, but I still feel like anytime there's grunt work in a competition, I, I tend to do well. So when I saw that workout, I was like, Oh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, the sled was way heavier than I thought it was going to be though. So that was, um, that was a huge wake up call. Um, but as far as like the bike into the run, into the ski, that is my jam. So it was like one of those workouts where you're miserable doing it. Um, but at the same time, it's fun. If that makes sense. Like it was fun. Um, yet a little, a little miserable, but mostly because of the, the sled, um, the, the sled was, way tougher than I thought it was going to be. And they were like, there was a girl next to me. I can't even remember who it was. I think her name may be Faith, but I don't want to get that wrong if Faith crushed this workout. But it was like, I look over and the poor girl, I mean, she, she was on the smaller side and it's like, you see some girls that just the sled was just too heavy for them. They could just, they could barely pull it. And so I hated to see that um, just because the sled was such an equalizer in that workout. Um, Maybe it shouldn't have been as heavy, I don't know, but it, it was still, it was such a fun workout. So I think the flooring definitely well, played a part in that. So, and you were, you were the Guinea pigs. You were the first people right. to get to see it, yes. get to touch it. And, uh, 
and it was it became a disaster for some and others elevated to that mm-hmm. and were able to adapt and overcome and get through it right. um and then i think what happened is the next week uh, people got a little bit better right it now you still had those smaller athletes that really struggled mm-hmm. just because they didn't have the body mass to move that sled right um yes. but yeah um and rosie view jumps in again she has so many pictures of you Thank you, Rosie. That that really means a lot because I I that weekend was so special to me, and to have pictures uh, means the world to me. So so thank you so much. I appreciate that. Her pictures are really so, good too, ones that she's posted. So so the other thing I wanted to talk about is um, I know that Jamie was talking to you at times, mm-hmm. and one of your biggest concerns, and I've heard this from other women who are pregnant, mm-hmm. is that heart rate during a workout. Yes, for sure. So did did you wear some kind of heart rate monitor or wearable to ensure that you didn't exceed a certain level? Yeah. So actually, um, I, I hate to say that during the workout, it was hard to actually like pay attention to that or anything. But when I was warming up, I had my Garmin on and I can turn it on to like the heart rate so I can see my heart rate like very boldly um, right there. And so during my warmups, I would like, you know, start out slow, then I would get faster and faster to like a workout speed. And I was like monitoring it then just to like, kind of just see where I was at and how I was feeling. And then I would just try to like mimic that on the floor, if that makes sense. So um, Colette was somebody who, I mean, she's such a great coach um, anyways, but just be going through this process several times. Um, she kind of gave me some advice too of like, Hey, make sure your warmups are like very intentional as far as breathing goes. So every, every workout, um, I really tried to make sure that my breathing was good and that all that was fine. And thankfully too, when you're pregnant, I mean, yeah, we don't, they don't want your heart rate to be like, you know, 200 beats per minute or anything like that and stay that way. But if your heart rate does get elevated, it's, it's totally, it's fine. So, um, so, yeah, so I, I felt fine about that. Um, that first workout, I want to say that running always gets my heart rate up a lot. Thankfully, the sled pull kind of brought it down every time after the machines. Um, so I think my heart rate was like one in the 180s on that, but it was because of the runner. So, but other than that, the sled kind of brought it back down. Um but I will say, even in Linda, the issue was not even necessarily muscle fatigue for me. Um, Linda would usually be a very good workout for me, um, but it was just my heart rate. I would come back to the deadlift bar. My husband said that I would just be standing there like this, like with my hand over my my hands over my head, like just so out of breath. So, um, so just really trying to take good deep breaths and really just be in touch with like my breathing. So, yeah. Coming into this season, are you the fittest you've ever been? I don't, I personally don't think so, but everybody that I work out with, um, says that I was, that I, that I was. So in fact, somebody was even just telling me that today, um, just giving me hope and saying like, Hey, you know, when you came back with Jackson, like you ended up being fitter than you had ever been. Um, in my opinion, I think 2020, like end of 19 or end of 2019 into 2020 was when I was training a lot. Um, I had a lot of sanctionals coming up um, and then they, most of them got canceled, but um, the open in 20 fall, 2019, um, I think that was the year we had the open in the fall. 
that like dictated if you made some sanctionals. So I really pushed the open then and I felt very fit back then. So, so yeah. Okay. Uh, because I mean, you're, you were crushing the leaderboard going into this season. Um, you were doing all the events and doing well at all of them. So then you, we went into the muscle up rucksack. Um, so you get a little back weight with the rucksack. Mm -hmm. Um, you're not really showing yet with the pregnancy, but is there any, is, did that throw you off at all? You, you have some, do you have weight in the front of you as well? I do. I do. I've actually gained 10 pounds already. Um, so I definitely felt that. Um, and I felt that in practice as well. However, there was just something with the ruck. It totally changes how your technique has to be for muscle ups. So when I do ring muscle ups, I lean back a lot and then my head comes through with the ruck. You need to be a little bit more upright and really just get a very exaggerated pull to your chest. If that makes sense. Um, it was very much like pulling. Um, and I just, my body awareness, I had such a hard time figuring it out this time, this go around. Um, Cause I will say when I did master's semifinals, we had that like 15 muscle ups and 15 thrusters workout. And then you could do more thrusters or muscle ups. I just did my muscle ups first and they felt amazing. And I, I probably could have gone 15 unbroken, honestly, looking back, I, wish I would have, even though I was 10 weeks pregnant. Like I, I think I broke it 11 or 12 and then I did, and then I finished the rest. Um, but, and then in warm up for this, I warmed up, um, without the ruck on at first. And I felt like I was flying over the rings. Like I felt very snappy. I felt great. As soon as I put the ruck on in my warm up, I missed the, I got missed a rep and I think it just, it threw me off completely. Um, I was able to change some things like my coach was back there giving me a couple pointers with my turnover and that helped. Um, but I just was not getting the hang of it that day. Um, and I do, I I'm so thankful we had a week to practice a little bit over a week actually. Um, but I will say when we did those at Wadapalooza back in 2020, I actually did pretty well in the ruck ring muscle up workout. It was the hero workout loose. I think is how you say it loose. It's like the running, um, air squats and muscle ups. And I, I did pretty well in it, but they gave us like three weeks to, to practice. Like they announced that workout pretty early on. And I practiced those so much to where when I got to Wadapalooza, I was doing like sets of five of, of them and felt pretty good um, with them. And this time, I don't know if it was just getting the hang of the ruck or what. And it could have been just the extra body weight that I that I have on. It was they were so tough for me. So I will say I, I made it to the pistols in round one, but unfortunately in rounds two and three, I kept failing my dip in my complex because um, I was catching so low. So I had to dip out of a very low dip for my muscle up. And then I had to dip out of do another dip again. And because I missed the dip, I had to redo the muscle up and the dip again. So I had to do that over and over again to where my shoulders were, demolished the next day. So, um, yeah. So anyways, that was unfortunate, yeah. but a little embarrassing too. So, so, yeah. so, so Jamie tested all the workouts for mm-hmm. us. She said the more she did them, the better she got. Like, mm-hmm. like it's just learning the new technique with, with that rucksack, Yes, but she's not pregnant either. So like, and not, and, mm-hmm. and, I'm going to, I'm going to ask an analogy question because I'm a a guy and I don't know any better. Mm -hmm. And that is like, when you, when you're growing up in your teen years and you go through like that growth spurt, 
-hmm. and you're just awkward, right? Because your body's changing every single day. The minute you try to get used to it, you grow another inch and then then you're all out of whack again. Mm -hmm. When you're pregnant, you're growing a a human inside you every single day. And that is making you grow as well. Mm -hmm. Do do you feel any of that awkwardness during that? Yes, a hundred percent. And I will say I struggle with a lot of body awareness now after giving birth. Um, And if there's any moms out there that want to like confirm this, that they've been the same way, my coordination, I've never been the most coordinated anyways, but my coordination has been like, it's like it never came back after giving birth the first time. Um, But now it's like very, I'm very uncoordinated. So I will say learning the timing of something I'm not using it as an excuse and being like, well, you know, this is my issue, but I, I will say my timing is off and everything. I, I feel extremely uncoordinated. <laughs> so, so that could be it as well. Cause like I said, in 2020, we had to do them for Waterpalooza and it took me a little while to get it, but once I got it, they were fine. Um, and now it was just, it was so hit or miss the days I practiced leading up to the semis. And so, so yeah, but so yes. So then we go into Linda. Yes. We go into Linda, um, which I would I would knowing you as an athlete, normal Allison would have killed this workout. I think so. Yes, for sure. I love the workout. So, Linda. so how do you how do you mentally go into this knowing you're not at a hundred percent? Yeah, I think so, it's almost harder than an, an than an an event you knew you would struggle with anyway. Right. For sure. It was tough because I was like, oh man, this is another one, just like event one or test one. It would have been a great workout for me. And it still wasn't, it was still fine. Um, I knew testing it. Well, before we tested it, I was like, okay, my heart rate is going to come down on those dumbbells. So that'll be fine because the deadlift's going to crank the heart rate up. The squat cleans are going to crank the heart rate up. I, it can come down during the deadlift or during the bench press. I'm sorry. Um, however, when we tested it, I ended up going unbroken on the bench press, which made it to where my heart rate never really seemed to come back down. So heart rate was definitely the issue. And I will say the dumbbells felt much heavier at, um, last weekend than they did at practice. And I think it was just because my shoulders were trashed from like my pecs were trashed from the ring muscle ups and just trying to get that dip and lock it out. And that, that fight for that, that, um, that, that made them very tough, but um, but still like my, my heart, it was more of a heart rate thing. And maybe I should have done the squat cleans approach them differently. I tried to still go touch and go on big sets of them. And it just, I looking back now and kind of watching some of the girls in the West, I was like, probably should have just done singles on those. Cause my husband said I would come back to the deadlift barbell and just stand there. And so, um, so yeah, so things I could have done differently, but I was, I finished it when we practiced, um, at like 16 minutes. So a minute, a minute short of the time cap. Um, and so I was still thankful to finish it, but my time was like 1645. So I, I barely finished it, but, um, but yes, that would have been one that I think if my heart rate wasn't so high, um, that I could have maybe challenged myself a little bit more with my pacing. So and then we move to the run, snatch, snatch, run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not your best finishes. Nope. <laughs> yeah. So. so so, what is your normal one rep max? My normal one rep max is not super high. It's 170. 
um, and actually didn't hit that until the Zellos games. Um, when we had that workout, I did the virtual version of that being a master's athlete. So double unders, and then you would snatch, hit a snatch. And then in the end you had a max, you had, I guess, time to hit a max rep. And, um, so I will say snatching is something compared to my raw strength for overhead squats, for back squats, front squats out of the rack. Um, it's just not there snatches and, and cleans as well. My Olympic lifting is, is not great, but it's something that I've really been working on. My coach is phenomenal, phenomenal at it. And he's tried to help with it. It's just something that's just not been great for me. So, um, and I will say being pregnant, um, with snatching, you know, the barbell is making contact with the area where your uterus is. Um, However, I actually have a friend who's a, a pelvic floor therapist and she's been, she's a physical therapist and she's been a huge help for me as well through my journey with pregnancy and postpartum. And right now my, the baby is so far back that snatching is not going to hurt your baby um, this, this early on. Um, however, there's still like a hesitation with me with it. So like I said, not to give that as an excuse, but there's just something about a bar coming off of your hips like that, that just kind of scares me. So I wasn't thrilled about that, but it was a great test though. Um, but you know, selfishly, I would have loved to have snatched more. I will say the bar felt pretty good. Um, it was, it was whipping. However, I just ran out of time. Um, I had 165 and I, I did it at the buzzer and I just wasn't able to set up correctly. And, but it, I know I would have had it if I would have had five more seconds. I was very confident with that. 155 felt great. I just ran out of time. So, so yeah. And then, then you did the touch and go snatches or, the cycling of the snatches yes. into the run. And how did that run go for you? The run would have been another workout that I, I actually feel like I'm a pretty strong runner uh, when I'm not pregnant. Um, but that run was awful. It was so painful, yeah. which I know it was supposed to be, but I definitely felt my, where I'm at in life. I felt that on, on the runner for sure. I will say I also made some mistakes in my nutrition before that. Um, unfortunately, I am extremely hungry all the time right now. And um, as a nutrition coach and a coach myself, I, I know better than to eat a lot of fat before a workout. Um, that's like a big, a big no. It just doesn't digest well. You need carbs and protein. And I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in the back and I ate it. And I'm not saying... I just know that I, it was not digesting correctly and I was having a hard time and even warming up running. I was like, I feel so slow. So that was a mistake that had nothing to do with pregnancy, but I was slowed down by that for sure. But, um, but also I just have to remember right now being 14 weeks pregnant where I was then like running or sprinting an 800 is just not something that's going to go well, for, for me personally. So I gave it my all, but I was not thrilled with that. So, so yeah. So then the event that I think probably was affected the most by your pregnancy yeah. was the overhead squat row pirouettes, rope climbs, yeah. wall facing handstand pushups, and then back down. Yeah. Um, going upside down. 
in everything that I've read is at some point during your pregnancy, that usually has to stop. Right. Mm -hmm. For for most people. Yeah. Not. And so, yeah. Right. So how did that go for you? Because you're really not that far along at this point. Mm -hmm. And I've been handstand walking, but I will say for me, even when I was like, seven weeks pregnant. Um, I remember kicking upside down and just feeling like, wow, this is, it's kind of like a weird stretch feeling. And it's just like, this doesn't feel great. Um, also just, like I said, coordination is definitely a factor kind of that analogy you were giving about a, a boy going through all those changes and every week is different. Um, as well as when you are a little nauseous, like kicking upside down is tough. Um, but the pirouettes were fine. I was definitely not great at them. And I will say I did, I did, uh, my hand hit the line, my first go at it and I had to kick down and then start over again. I just did three single reps of those. And part of that too, was just, let's take it slow because I knew that these rope climbs more of the coming down of the rope climbs was going to be pretty tough for me. So I knew there was no point in like trying to stay on my hands for very long if I was going to get to the rope and then just have to sit there for a little while. So um, I love those seated rope climbs as far as they were super challenging. Just the coming down in that seated position was extremely tough. I will say when we practiced that, um, we did not practice that way. We just went to a 15 foot rope um, seated, but as soon as your legs were off the ground, you could, you know, you could kip or, or move your legs and then you just came down however you needed to. So that was a, a surprise for sure. But, um, but yeah, that was, that was tough, but I will say that the sticking point for me in that was the wall facing handstand pushups. That is where I got stuck. Um, which does stink because during quarterfinals, um, I wasn't bad at them. I was fine. And then especially during age group semifinals when I was 10 weeks pregnant, no, that was age group quarterfinals. Yes, I was not very far along then. We had to do, I think it was six every round and that AMRAP. And I did them all. I did six unbroken every time. So it was almost kind of like, I didn't want people to think out there like, okay, this girl had to do these to get to semifinals. Why can she not do them now? Um, but I guess the stimulus of it. And like I said, I'm 10 pounds heavier, which with, I'm already a, a bigger athlete anyways. When I'm extremely healthy, I weigh 152, 153 pounds and so now I'm pushing into the 160s and um, for gymnastics, that's just not ideal for my strength, I guess. And so um, I had a hard well, time. One, you shouldn't care what other people think. You're right. Yes. And two, that was a sticking point for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one thing to do wall facing handstand pushups in your gym for a quarterfinal. Another thing after the amount of volume you had put in that weekend to try to do them as your sixth event of the weekend. Yeah. The shoulders were gone. <laughs> by then, so, so yeah, but I still thought they would go a little bit better than they, they did. Um, just because, you know, doing them for age group quarterfinals, they were fine, but I do have to remember that was weeks before, um, you know, that was not like it was the week before or anything. And, um, when I have tried those um, before, like I was maybe doing we, that, we practiced that event, um, that test the weekend before, and I did sets of five, but they were very slow. So I would do five, come down and rest probably 30 seconds before I even went back up again. But I was failing them uh, in Orlando. So 
I think I got to 16 reps, maybe 16 or 17 reps. I didn't finish the 20. So, so then we finished with a nice little power output sprint. Yes. Which probably again would have been an Allison workout. Would have been. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, at a hundred percent. So how do you, you know, it's a sprint. Do you know at that point, like you just can't go all out or did you try? I didn't go, I would say I probably did push it too hard in that first round, but I know I did. But if I would have been a hundred percent that weekend, I think I still paced it the right way. Um, I didn't sell my soul on the bike in the first round. I did push it at the very beginning just to kind of get it going. And then I backed off and 10 cows for that is really not that big of a deal for me. Um, the toes to bar would have been a sticking factor as far as just my grip fatigue. Um, I believe I would have done the first two rounds unbroken and then probably just had to break once or twice in the last set. Um, cause toes to bar is something that I do always kind of take risks in and try to get a bigger set if I can. And then I end up usually burning out and then having to, to break and come down. But I will say, I felt like that first round, I felt pretty good. But then round two, which I know was the intent of that workout, if you did over, over push, you know, push it too hard. Um, by the middle of round two, it was like, okay, I'm definitely feeling this. So um, I just felt a little, you know, just slow. Um, but I had so much fun. And I know some people wouldn't would be like, why would you be proud of 20 unbroken toes of our, but to be where I'm at and be able to do 20 in a row, like 20 unbroken that first round. And then I think I broke it 15, the second round, like, I'm like, wow, that's like way better than when I was pregnant with Jax. I think I had pretty much quit toes to bar at that point. Um, I was very, very, very conservative the first pregnancy that I had. Um, and so your core is just shot. And so um, to be able to, to do that, I was actually proud of myself. So when I practiced that workout, I, the same thing happened. Like I, I pretty much did the exact same thing that I did in Orlando. And I remember walking away from that thinking, hmm, okay, to do 20 unbroken for me, I was, I was pretty proud of that. So, and I don't think it would have been helpful to come down and rest that first round. The way I work with Tozabar, just knowing myself is once I break, there, even if it's round one, I have a hard time getting back up there. So I like to just stay up there as long as I can. So, so then you finish the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, you got to be proud of yourself. You made it through the weekend. Yes. Not everybody did. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and you, you were up there with the big, big girls, right. Mm -hmm. And doing everything that they were doing. Yes. So, Give me, give me a two minute recap of how you feel about how you did at semifinals. Yeah. Extremely proud. Um, and like I said, the leaderboard position, I, last, I think, I think I was like 49, that is 60, 48 or 49. I mean, so an outsider looking in would probably be like, why is she proud of that? But like the fact I felt like God was working so much in my favor that weekend, because there could have been some workout or some movement that I would have had to literally just stand there and stare at the wall and maybe wouldn't have even been able to do. But I feel so blessed that I was able to actually take part in all of it and um, do the movements. Now, was I as fast as Daniel Brandon or, you know, Sydney Wells? No, but I still was out there doing it. And hopefully I got to show people, people who at least like knew I was pregnant. I got to show them like, Hey, CrossFit is for everybody. And you can take the workout and you can, not that I modified the workout because it was semifinals, but 
you can always go at your own pace if you need to. You can modify what you need to. It doesn't matter, you know, what your fitness level is, where you're at in life. Um, I hope I just showed everybody that like it's it's doable for for anybody. Um, and then there's always that inspiration. I want to show moms out there, people who are pregnant, people who have had kids that like, Hey, just because you have a kid doesn't mean that all this has to, to, to die. You know, and I've even taught that like very high, high profile or, you know, very high level athletes who have told me like, Hey, I'm scared to get pregnant because I'm scared that after that, there goes my career in CrossFit. And I totally get that, that fear but I hope I can always be an inspiration that like, yeah, you may not be the exact same as you were before, but you're going to be better in certain ways. And um, so just to be out there after having a kid and to have one on the way and growing life and being out there, I just feel extremely honored and I have no regrets from from doing it. I'm so glad that I was talked into it from doing quarterfinals all the way to actually signing up for semifinals and paying the money and going to Orlando um, it was, it was amazing. And, um, hopefully it was inspiring. Like I said, I, most competitions I go to, unless they're master's competitions, I feel like I'm never the girl that's like out there shining and getting a top finish, but there's always something that somebody will come back and tell me later and be like, Hey, you inspired me by this or this. And to me that maybe it's not the heart of a true competitor, but to me, and where I'm at in life, that means way more to me than placing top 20 at semifinals. Um, now going to the games, that would be cool too, but I knew that that wasn't really my intent going into that weekend. So, so yeah. Well, and let's, let's be honest, you know, we're both Christians. Yes. You, you got a platform mm -hmm. um, with an article in the morning chalk up. Mm -hmm. You get to come on this show yes. and you get to talk about God's timing Mm -hmm. and how all of that stuff. And if you wouldn't have been pregnant, you probably wouldn't have got those opportunities. For sure. I even told somebody that a couple days ago. Um, Cause like I said, I think my performance would have been way better than it was. Um, however, I still don't think I would have been, you know, doing anything special to, to get any sort of recognition or anything like that. You know, I probably would have just been middle of the pack, which would have been awesome in itself too. But um the fact that I got to have that platform, the morning chalk up article meant so much to me. Um, I will say, I think there were some things in it that I was like, I don't know if I said it that way. Like I said, I've been doing CrossFit for 19 years. I think I, I have not, I've never said, I've been doing CrossFit for uh, 10 years, but um, so still for a long time, but there were some things where I was like, Oh, I don't know. But, um, but I think it did get the point across and I'm so honored that they asked me to do that. And um, even for you to ask me to come on your show means so much to me. And um, so I think well, you're a friend of the show. Now you're going to get asked a lot. Awesome. Well, thank you. I would, I would love that. Um, but I think pregnancy is such a, a weird topic, um, that people are interested in, but there's still so much like uncertainty around it. And, um, and so I've had great people in my corner that have helped me through pregnancy postpartum and, um, and now being pregnant again. And, and so, um, I'm just very, I'm very thankful. So so, so your competition season's over. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so now there's, you don't have to, you don't have to train. No. Mm -mm. Right. Right. So what does a day in the life of Allison look like today? Yeah. So it is waking up when my son wakes up, which is usually before seven every day. Um, and it's literally hanging out with him 
the whole day now. Um, and so, and I, it's, it's been awesome. I mean, he's such a, a boy in that, that stage right now where he's so curious and he, he'll be two in a couple weeks. So it's that toddler stage. So today, for example, we got up, we um, hung out at the house, we played outside. Um, walking is so important to me. So like we go for a walk every morning um, and then we went to the park and fed the ducks, went to Target because we're going to the beach tomorrow for the weekend to get some stuff for that. And then um, came home and put him down for a nap. And I did go to our 430 class today. That's something I've been so thankful for just to jump in class now and do our class programming and um, and maybe try to get there early on some days and do some competitor programming that our coach has for us. Um Cause I don't want to lose all that, but I'm definitely not putting that pressure on myself. I will say too, if anybody wants to pray for this, um, this is nothing that ha- that I did or anything happened, but I actually had a scare last Friday and had some big complications um, with some bleeding and um, had to go to the hospital. And thankfully the, our baby girl was doing great. She's measuring great, had a great strong heartbeat um, it just scared me a lot. And, um, I had to be like on bed rest all weekend basically. So I didn't get to do myrrh for anything like that, which was a, a bummer. Um, but I had a follow-up appointment yesterday and it looks like there's a blood clot, um, behind my placenta, which is just a rare random thing that hopefully should go away on its own. Um, but my doctor has actually given me very strict orders now to not lift heavy, Um, and to just do nothing that's going to be strenuous or straining. So as a CrossFitter, that is extremely tough. Um, but whatever it takes to make sure that I, um, can get this blood clot to go away and not put any extra stress on my body. Um, so thankfully our workout today, it had a little bit of rowing in it that I just did very lightly. And it had like farmer's carries and waiter walks, which are great things that I should be doing anyways, Um, so I just did that and, um, my pacing can't be anything crazy now. And I'm very thankful this didn't happen in Orlando because I would have had to, to back out for sure. Um, and it's just a random fluke thing that's happened, but, um, I'm also a high risk pregnancy being 35. Um, they had to remind me of the other day. So I'm just going to be going for weekly ultrasounds now to make sure that blood clot is, going away because it can cause some issues later on. So, um, so yeah. So all that to say, my workouts are not going to be anything crazy right now. I'm actually tomorrow excited about when I get done coaching, I'm going to do my workout. It's going to be a light bodybuilding workout and then I'm going to go home and go to the beach. So, so yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a good week to go easy because most gyms after Murph are programming easier so that their gym community can recover. Yeah. Um, and so it's easy to jump in a class and scale that down a little bit. For sure. Um, Cause we've been doing bodybuilding at our gym this week too. I love it. Um, That's awesome. Christie's like, uh, the so, bodybuilding. I feel like now, isn't that where you go to Christie's gym? It you, is. Okay. Yeah. I love her. It is. But after traveling, you know, you gotta, yeah, we do, we do bodybuilding like twice a week. Yes. As kind of like a recovery accessory thing. Mm-hmm. I may have to steal some of her um, workouts. So, yeah. So, yeah, yes. So, um, no, no barbell right now, no squatting, deadlift, nothing that's going to make me strain. Um, but hopefully, my doctor felt very hopeful that this should hopefully clear up on its own, but she gave me strict orders to rest. So, so yeah. 
lots of water. Well, we'll be praying for you that that the blood clot disintegrates Thank and you. goes away. Yeah. Um, and that uh, you have a continued healthy um, carry to term healthily. Thank you. Healthy and a healthy delivery as well. So you are due in September, November, November, November. Yeah. November. Yes. November. Yeah. In November. So. And then, and then we'll see what next season brings. Yes. Um, I'm sure we'll stay in touch. For sure. Um, uh, but we are so happy that you got the, the chance to participate in semifinals. You, you were killing it this season. Um, and you're just an awesome person and we like to stay in touch with you. So well, thank you. So are y'all. And I really appreciate the support and encouragement. So, so yeah. Well, with that, we're going to let Allison go for the night. Um, if you've been in the chat, thank you so much. Uh, and we will see everybody next time on the Clydesdale media podcast. C4 energy extend and Cellucor are delivering the most effective best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C4Energy.com. That's C4Energy.com. And now back to the interview.